Good morning and welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOB Vincennes, and also 97.3 FM in Washington. Jacqueline Cunningham, our first guest, of course, from the Isaiah 117 house. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? It's great. You know, it's you come great. in with a smile on your face. It's like <laughs> things are going well and uh, things are happening. And, you know, it's always fun to talk to you because I know, unfortunately, we always talk about bad things because we have to. But also, also we see the good things. We do. And there is a lot of good things. I mean, I was just this morning, I got into the house around 7.50, whatnot, and I just pulled up and saw the beautiful sunset or the sunrise. And I'm like, what a blessing this house is. Like how many times? And then the best part is that there is a tractor right next, like literally right next door in the middle of harvest. But I love it. I mean, I, it's just that house is such a blessing and it brings so much peace and joy into the lives of kids, volunteers, caseworkers, anybody who walks through the doors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, all right, let's talk about numbers. Okay. That's why the house was built because we know we're going to have cases and we really don't, unfortunately don't know when it's going to be busy and when it's not going to be busy. You're right. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. We still will have some people call and say like, Hey, I would love to come to the house to decorate cookies with kids. And I'm like, well, that's great. However, we never know when kids are going to be at the house. And sadly, we just can't welcome in people to do that. Like there's a lot that goes into being an adult to be in the house with a child. Right, right. If you want to be a volunteer, there are steps to go through. Absolutely. And And we're always looking for volunteers. Okay. And maybe we haven't talked enough about that. Maybe people out there want to volunteer. And it's just, it's not like, you know, if I call Jacqueline as much as I've known Jacqueline as long as I have and we've been talking about this she probably wouldn't let me come in I can't legally no because I've not been trained correct I've talked about it with you but I've never been trained yes and there are um we do love when people reach out we try to get better because right now we have some people that we still have to get back to that want to volunteer and it is kind of a long process on our behalf but we are looking for volunteers, and it is. It's easy. Just go to the website, Isaiah117house.com, or you can do .com slash Indiana, and it says, you know, how do you want to volunteer? And there's a form you fill out, and that gets you in our system. And there's all kinds of different ways to volunteer. It doesn't even have to be with kids in the house. It could be mowing our grass, pulling weeds, writing thank yous, dropping off cookies. There's all kinds of ways people can get involved. Right. Now, but if you want to be directly involved with the kids, and some people have that passion. Absolutely. That's, that, you know, that's what I need to do. I need to be there and see their eyes. I need to see what they're going through. Okay, then let's go through the correct steps. Yeah, and that is a process. For one, you do. You fill out that um, form. We will send you some videos of what's expected out of you. We will send you videos of stories from other volunteers who have been in the house because we want you to know what the expectations but then there is training like we have to do a background check we have to do fingerprinting um there's all kinds of documents that we need but it's not necessarily from isaiah 117 house we have our own part but it's state regulated it's dcs's requirements like we can't just have random people come into the house to be with these kids so that it has to fit our standards and dcs standards and state guideline standards which we actually have a meeting today with DCS about new protocols that are coming out. We have to stay up with times and things are always changing. Right. And I think that's the key is staying up with times. I it mean, is. I mean, I mean, you just, it's easy to fall behind if you don't keep up. And I know we expect, we expect you to do that. All right. You know, you should know what you have to do, but things happen so fast. They do. And with every county and every state, <clears throat> If one case happens or a death of a child or something drastic happens, policies can change or people look into it differently or there are constant problems. But luckily, we do have a regional director and a state director who takes care of a lot of the policy issue and the protocols that we don't have to worry about necessarily in Knox County because it's a state problem. That's very helpful. So we just have to attend meetings to keep updated, but yet we don't have to be the ones doing the 
negotiating, I guess. Well, you bring up a good good uh, question here is, are counties different? I mean, when it comes to policies, I mean, you know, we think DCS, it would be a universal around the state, but is it necessarily? You know, it's a, a tough question. Now, I'll, state policy, everybody's got to follow like state policy and how things work. But as for county and county, DCSs are a little differently per different counties. Okay. Sometimes that's population of how many are in the kid. For example, Indianapolis, they serve a lot more kids. And we had our Isaiah people in the, in the DCS often. Like they'd go behind doors and they were in there often with permission. Whereas other counties are like, we love the help of Isaiah House, but you can't go past this door. Which we understand and we respect that also. So it, there is a different, um, I guess, personality with DCS and Isaiah Houses at different counties. But luckily here in Knox County, we have a really good um, relationship with DCS and it works out well. But just, but if you go to another house, there could be different, different sure. rules and different guidelines. Right, right. And that's what I mean is, you know, if you just dealt with Knox County, but, but you don't. And, and I think that's the thing people also need in our area to understand is, yeah, this is a beautiful home. It's in Vincennes. It's, it serves Knox County. It also serves other counties in need. It does. We actually, our last three cases, well, have been other counties. Like we ha we've been able to serve Knox, but we've had three counties in the past maybe 10 days that mm -hmm. we were able to serve so we are serving other counties and they do and they have to come in and learn how knox county works and how our knox county house works because they're not familiar either so it's a learning process for all of us and getting to know everybody okay but luckily it's a smooth transition it is it is and you, you try to make it smooth yes that's okay. i think that's the whole point and the whole key is to make it smooth and no stress i know if i feel like i'm reaching for something to talk about no 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 i just think people need to understand is it's not a cookie cutter approach. I mean, it's not like everything's the same everywhere. It's not. It's a Kid, lot of gray areas. Then kids are different too. I mean, every case. I know, and that's, gosh, you know. You never know what to expect. No, you don't. Or how many? You no, know. Yeah. No, I'm, you're exactly right. We have no idea how many, when they're coming, how many they're coming, their ages. I mean, it's all unexpected. Mm -hmm. Some are, you know, and then we have like our teens. We have a lot of teens that come to the house and we love that. Some of them are very troubled. Some of them have to be escorted by security. You know, we have the police at the house having to drop off kiddos. I mean, it's just, you never know. Okay. So anyway, uh, again, how long have we been open for? You would think I would know this. No, no, no. It's, yeah, we opened a year ago in August. Okay, okay. Because I, I know I go back to the construction. So well, I know because that took forever. No, that's all right. <laughs> We're open. All right. All right. And just in this year plus time, are you happy with the way things are happening? I am. I am. I can't. There is. Some of our houses, some of them, we have great numbers. Others, we can't complain if we don't have high numbers. No. I guess our biggest thing is if any child gets removed, we would rather them go to the Isaiah house first. But I know there's stipulations with that, and I know DCS knows best on what should happen. But our goal would be to come to the Isaiah house first, and if anything, get a bag packed for them. Every child, what child doesn't need a bag packed for them for stuff that fits them specific to them? Mm -hmm. And so that's our, our goal. But I am happy overall on how everything has turned out. And we have served, I think at this point, 90-plus kids in the house. And a lot more outside the house. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk more with Jacqueline after this on The Morning Chat on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. We're back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger. Good morning. Our guest, Jacqueline Cunningham from the Isaiah House. As uh, 
over the last couple of weeks, have you seen a lot of uh, residents? We have seen um, we have seen quite a bit of guests. I'll say we've served quite a bit of guests. They sometimes maybe haven't come to the house, um, but we're able to serve them, whether giving them bags through DCS or dropping off food when needed. But yeah, it's been, it's been, I hate to say busy because I feel like we're jinxing everybody, but it's been steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, um, that's the way it is. And in a perfect world, you'd be sitting there saying, well, no, but it, we got a clean house, but no guests. But we know it's not that way. So. No, we always are prepared for guests because we never know when that phone call is going to happen. And there's times where DCS will call and say, hey, we don't need the house, but we have kiddos who need a bag or we have kiddos that are sitting in er for four hours they're starving is there any way you could bring food and we're like absolutely that's the least thing we can do what what is their order and then we like to serve dcs too on what their order is because they have to be up there with them 24 7 as well wonderful all right so do you guys uh, like do a seasonal thing at the house as far as it's fall season. Do you decorate the house in fall? And, oh, that's our favorite part. Oh, Christmas time coming up. And, love it. Love it. Okay. That's our favorite part okay. is to, because what kid doesn't want to walk into a house and not see all the seasonal decorations? Right, right. Um, we do love, oh. yes, our house right now, it's not so much Halloween themed, which I love a Halloween theme, but a little bit, but right now it's definitely more fall themed and we... Um, we want to give off that presence of the fall candles, the smell, the look, the appearance. So when you walk inside the house, it is definitely all decorated. And we are excited to start thinking about Christmas decorations. Okay. it's uh, And that's the thing is it's pretty much the... It's coming up. It's, 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 it's the it's, season it, and it, it is happening it, quickly. And, it, and, you know, some people say it's here. I know it's I know, crazy how Hallmark Christmas movies are already coming out, oh, and it's crazy. Oh, it's funny you would say that. <laughs> That's okay. They're harmless. They're cute. I always say those Hallmark movies: good-looking guys, beautiful women, white, bright teeth, skinny. Perfect. I mean, just oh my gosh. And there's never. It's all just always happy. Yeah, it is. And sometimes we, that's what we need in life. Well, that's the truth. We have enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad that maybe sometimes a Hallmark movie is there to cheer you up. Okay. Do you let the kids watch TV when they're there? Oh yeah, they have. Um, we watch the Disney Channel a lot. We have Netflix. Um, they don't watch TV that much, but yes, we have the different um, different channels and whatnot. And so they do either love playing the video games or watching TV. And I usually can't work in silence. So I usually, always, like right now, before I left to come here, I had Hocus Pocus playing in the background because I have to have something, whether it be music or a movie, I have to have something going on. Well, you can't lose with Disney. I mean, you can't. Oh, I know. And Disney shows, too. Yes. You know, I, I don't, I don't say I grew up with them, but I did with kids. Yeah. I mean, I mean oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Mickey have, Mouse Clubhouse. Oh, I know it. I mean, you know. The, is it Bluey? And, Bluey and all those. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something. But uh, either... Disney or Nickelodeon? I mean, it was both. Yes. So, yeah, which we don't hear about Nickelodeon near. Not as much as we used. No, but uh, okay. So I know this month also is October. Is that right? Socktober. Okay. What What is that? Okay, so Socktober is when we try to do our fundraiser every October, and basically what it is is us bringing awareness to our sock buddies, which is monthly donors. Our house cannot continue to sustain without our monthly donors. So we are so appreciative of them, but we bring awareness to that every October. And if you sign up to be a sock buddy for any amount, whether it be $5 to $300 to $500 a month, you get a free pair of Isaiah socks. And that's what we're trying to promote over October is the free Isaiah socks. So we were thankful this year to partner with the girls varsity basketball team Mm -hmm. and they've done some fun pictures that we are hoping to post um this week or next to promote our isaiah socks like there's several people in our community that are monthly donors that are sock buddies and we want them to wear the socks like and it's a conversation piece like oh those are fun socks where did you get them you cannot buy them we cannot give them to you at the house we do not have them the only way you can get a pair is if you are a monthly donor of any amount okay fair enough 
Fair enough. I know. It's an easy it's an easy way to get them. And it's, um, like I said, it's just kind of awareness. I'm not sure how, to be honest, how it all came about, why it's a pair of socks. But it Socktober has been kind of fun over the over the years with all the different counties and what they do and the pictures they shared. And so we are, yeah, we're trying to bring more awareness to Socktober this month. Okay. I do want to ask, going back to the volunteers, is not so much your time now, but... What do you need at the house? I mean, what do you need? If I'm saying, Jacqueline, I'm going to the grocery store today. What do you need? Or, you know, what can I help with? Yeah. Uh, do you need some help with the heating bill? Do you need, I mean. Funny you ask, because we just actually went upstairs, because we've had, it's once it gets closer to Christmas, we have different groups, organizations reaching out saying, you know, we would love to help. What do you need? Mm-hmm. And so Megan and I went up there yesterday and looked to see our needs, because it's, we have so many totes like we started looking through like what are our sizes for some reason we are always in need of underwear men and women's underwear more so because most of our teenagers are wearing when i say i mean even 13 years old you're wearing some men women size underwear right um we are always usually low on underwear girls sports bras we could always <laughs> use right now we're doing pretty good on hygiene products but we need the boys' athletic pants and the girls' black leggings because that's what everybody is wearing. Sweatpants and leggings, mm-hmm. all sizes. Um, we could always use some coats. We are good on toothbrushes and hats and gloves. We have plenty of those. So it just kind of depends on what the need is, and it does change. Usually it almost changes weekly, if not monthly. And like I said, we always keep our Amazon wish list up to, up to date for anybody to purchase stuff that we need. As for food, we don't, um, we keep the house stocked, but not so much with fruits and vegetables because fresh, because they go bad at times and kids don't usually want that. They'd rather the chips and stuff like that. Mandarin oranges we will keep, but we don't have too many trips to the grocery store as what you would think. Uh We do keep all the drinks, all the pops, all the juices and stuff like that. Basically for our DCS even, they, they love to come in and just get a cold Pepsi or whatever. Mountain Dew, we go through a lot of Mountain Dew. Okay. For the adults more so than the kids. Oh, of course. But, but yeah, so we we do keep the house stocked as much as we can. All right. I mean, if somebody was going to the grocery store, though, let's say, hey, you know what? Hamburgers are on sale. Do you have a freezer? We do. We do keep a um, freezer. Usually we keep it stocked for meals that we give out to foster families. But it's your normal chicken nuggets, pizza rolls, macaroni and cheese. It's your yeah. kid-friendly yeah. food. It, and if they have the option of what they want for supper, more so than not, they want takeout. Okay. Or carry-in compared to a home-cooked meal, which kind of shocks me. I would want a home-cooked meal. I would think some other people would too. But um, I know. But kids want chicken nuggets. Oh, I, it's got to be one of the biggest things. I mean, it's serious. I mean, that's... That's an easy go-to, isn't it? So it is. It is. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it, it is what it is. I mean, we love to. One of our ten or one of our uh, kiddos last month, which I posted on Facebook, they wanted ramen noodles with hot dogs. We had to go to the store because that's what she wanted. I'm like, well, I'll go get what you want, and we cut up hot dogs and with ramen noodles and. I'm like, I've never seen this before, but you could tell that's what she ate most meals, and that was her comfort. So. We made that happen for. That's that's what's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, we've got about a minute left. Anything else you'd like to touch on? I just want to, um, as always, just thank the community. Thank you for all those who are sock buddies, um, our monthly donors, and those who work behind the scenes. And there's a lot of people who support and work behind the scenes. Our volunteers who come in and sacrifice their own time for the lives of other kids. DCS for all they do. We're we're just always thankful for this community for stepping up and backing the Isaiah 117 house. Okay. What can the community do for you right now? Share our posts on Facebook. It's the little things, you know, Um, reach out, see, you know, ask us, get on Facebook or email us. And if you have questions, if there's ways to help, we love to do tours of the house. We just have to be prepared on when those are with, you know, because kiddos can't be in the house. But we, the community always steps up when, when we do have a need. All right. Always a pleasure. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you next month. Thank you very much. All right. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. 
Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Matt Seaver from Good Samaritan Hospital joins us on the phone. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Thank you for having me. So uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about our, with Good Samaritan Hospital, our Center for Therapy and Sports Performance, and then highlighting kind of our sports performance and personal training side of, of things. Okay. All right. First of all, uh, let's talk about who we target. When we talk about sure. what you do, wh- who are you looking at? We are, you know, we look at anything. We have athletes that come in who are 10 years old, and we have personal training clients that are 60 and above. So really kind of all across the lifespan in terms of uh, target population. Okay. Uh, now, are these uh, – is this after an injury or can be preventative? It could typically uh, typically not after an injury. After an injury, you do more of kind of the physical therapy side, which is also I myself I'm a physical therapist. That is also something that we offer at our center for therapy and sports performance. But this is more for uh, either preventative or even just kind of wellness based, trying to feel better, get a little stronger, lose some weight something like that okay so for the average person out there let's say they're they just hit 40 and they look at themselves and said i'm not the person i used to be i I need to make a major change in my life one of those changes is i'm going to get healthy and i am going to exercise but i don't know where to start i don't know what to do i don't know the best approach can you help them yeah absolutely that that is certainly a population that we see so we have um three different strength and conditioning coaches that that work out here and like i said they kind of serve across the lifespan but they are um they are skilled with all of those different you know it takes a little bit of skill to relate to a 10 year old or a 40 year old or 65 year old but they see clients all across the lifespan but certainly they can they can help you if you've never touched a weight before or if you're very skilled at that they have a, a wide variety of skills absolutely what is your main mission out there our main mission is just to keep people moving, keep people healthy. One of our kind of one of our mottos is movement is medicine. And so whether that is on the therapy side, you know, out here we offer physical therapy, occupational therapy and speech therapy, or whether that's on kind of the training side in terms of keeping keeping everyone healthy and, and keeping everybody moving. Um certainly the negative the negative effects that stress can have on your emotions and on your health. And that is something certainly that exercise can combat, you know. I, I think oftentimes, at least personally, you know, you know, you don't want to go exercise and then you even, you just go for a walk and then afterwards you feel better. So mm-hmm. certainly that exercise can help, help release some of those positive chemicals, the dopamine that, that helps us feel better. Okay. Uh, and then I, I know a lot of times I, I read is sleep plays a big part. Sleep definitely does. Yeah. For, for most of the things that I see and that we try to encourage, especially with our younger athletes, um, is getting at least, at least seven, um, hours of sleep, if not, if not eight hours or more. Now that's a little bit more, like I said, skewed towards a a growing athlete and things like that. Understandably, uh, going back, you know, at a personal standpoint, having two children under two years old, sometimes it's not the easiest (laughs) to get seven to eight hours of sleep, but Yes, it, it does play a key role in terms of rest and recovery, certainly. Does it have to be consecutive hours, or can be a couple hours here, a couple hours there? Or? That's a good question. Um, I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't see why, even if it was a couple hours here, a couple hours there, if, if, if you're unable to get, you know, your full, full, you know, seven or eight hours, if you couldn't take a little nap to tide you over in the afternoon, I, I don't. I don't see why that wouldn't help. I'm big on naps, man. I'll tell you, yeah. so it's not a problem. <laughs> all right, let's go back to what you guys do, where you're at. All right, um, do you think people understand what you exactly do? 
Um, I do think, so we've been at our location, we're at 2020 South Clearview Drive, which used to be Dr. Emmert's Eye Care Center, and so we're just right across the street looking right at Lincoln High School, right across Hart Street. So I think, you know, folks know the building, and we've been out here, um, I mentioned COVID earlier, we actually moved out here in the beginning of 2020, so we're out here for a little bit and then everything shut down. So we've been out here for over, you know, looking at three and a half-ish years so I do think that we're becoming more known um, in the community. Of course, the community knows Good Samaritan, but whenever it's an auxiliary office, it's not located within the hospital. Um, so I, I do think physically we're getting known more that we're here. And um, I think they're just continuing to educate folks that, you know, like I mentioned, we have speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy out in this building, but it's a real big building. And then on the sports performance side, we have – kind of sports performance type physical therapy. That's what I do um, oftentimes with athletes. You know, say someone tweaks their ankle, has a knee surgery, what have you. But also the active older adult, you know, had a few people with knee replacements, things like that. So I think that on top of the training side, I think people are becoming more aware of it, but it's certainly something that we're still trying to educate the, the community. With. See, I had no idea you did the speech therapy out there. I had no idea. We do, yeah. I did not know that. See, I learned something today. I thought it was all sports performance, and so there, I learned. Great. Right. So, okay. yeah, yeah, we do Yeah, we do. kind of the general rehab um, of, say, say, someone gets discharged from, from I mentioned rehab, from Good Samaritans inpatient rehab. Say they had a, had a fall and broke a bone, or, or say they had a stroke or something. So it's nice to have all three of those disciplines out here where they can come and they could get, you know, physical therapy, speech therapy occupational therapy of course not every individual needs those things but but yeah we we have that and we yeah have a couple other specialties out here as well you know you look at uh the different things that you do on the sports performance side let's say if i'm an eighth grader and i'm you know i i've got a dream that i want to play basketball maybe in college but you know what i can't jump a lick but i am in eighth grade is this something maybe I could come to you and say, listen, I need to increase my vertical. Can we start working on that? Is that an approach that you would like to see? or? Yeah, absolutely. We, um, you know, sometimes we have athletes who come or they come with their parents and they say, hey, we just we want to work on everything. Sometimes we have specific athletes who, like you said, hey, we want to jump higher. Or oftentimes what we see, especially as kids are growing and, you know, their bodies are changing, it's like, you know, you lose that coordination or the feet are slow or just, you know, we've all kind of watched the middle school game and you're like, boy, that, that kid's got arms and legs going everywhere, you know? Yeah. So, they haven't grown into the body, have they? Right. Exactly. And they're, yeah, their body's growing and their brain's still trying to figure out where their limbs are in space. 100%. <laughs> so yeah, each, each, um, athlete, each exercise workout plan is tailored to each athlete or, you know, tailored to you or me who comes in and says, Hey, I want you know, I want to get a little bit stronger. I want to feel better. I want to lose a little bit weight. So that right. is all, it's all individually tailored. It's not just a cookie cutter. Okay. Here comes another number through the door. Here's your exercises. Go work on them kind of thing. You know, Matt, it's really come a long way because it used to be a problem. You know, I'm going out to see you cause I have a problem. I have a problem, an injury that needs to be taken care of. Now you go out there, and if you want to improve yourself, and, and that's what's really amazing, that we've come that far. And the other thing is that uh, I hear, a, the word I hear, and it's, it's a catchphrase, but it's not, and I think it is vital that we need to talk about, is the word core. We hear about your core, how important that is. And really, when you and I talk about it, it's important. Yes, very important. Yeah, to, to your first point, I think that certainly medicine has, has shifted a little bit to uh, instead of reactionary to preventionary in terms of wanting to prevent an illness or an injury or, or what have you. That's I mean that's that's of course a it's a wide net looking at medicine as a whole, but certainly in like physical therapy and things that we do out here. Um, and yeah, I, I think things have certainly changed there as well okay let's uh move on to where do you see you guys going i mean obviously you've you made a major shift here in over the last couple of years and uh you know you're you're away from the hospital i mean you're in your own spot but where do you go from here so we currently at the moment in terms of the sports performance side we have um 
we have contracts with three of the four local high schools in terms of we provide strength and conditioning. So we have uh, strength and conditioning coaches who are at the high schools at, at three of those four high schools after school, you know, depending on the season. Um, I know that girls basketball and boys basketball are getting ready to ramp up. So they have been in our, in our, in those weight rooms as well. So we offer that. And then we also offer athletic training services at two of the high schools and then also at VU. So we have branched out into that. I, I can certainly see that growing, um, from that standpoint, like I said, we're not in every high school and we're not, you know, Knox, or, um, excuse me, Good Samaritan serves several surrounding counties as well, not just Knox County. Yeah. So I could see that growing. And then from the other side, um, from kind of the outpatient side, I had mentioned having other, other specialties. So in terms of the PT, OT speech, they all see, um, just your, you know, your general client, like I mentioned earlier, we also have some therapists that specialize in pediatrics so they see children whether that's a, a child say with torticollis where their neck's tight whether that's someone who has um is on the autism spectrum or has some kind of developmental delay they see those and then we also have some therapists who are specialized in lymphedema so if, if folks have swelling and things like that we have another therapist that's certified in women's health so if people have, you know, urinary incontinence or things like that, that's common as we age or after, um, after having, giving birth. And then um, our last specialty is we have a Parkinson's specialty throughout all of those, all of those disciplines where they see, um, see folks with Parkinson's disease and help them try to get back to their functioning. You know, when you were talking about the, the different therapies, the different disciplines, you know, stroke patients came to my mind right away. Because when I think about who needs a lot of these therapies at once, it's, it is a stroke patient. Uh, do you see a lot of those? We do, certainly. Like, like I mentioned, um, we have a, you know, we, we are, we may be physically separate from Good Samaritan, but, but we are still with Good Sam. So we see, um, we, we have that good relationship, whether that's from our inpatient side. Um, you know, if you had a stroke and, and you're on, on one, of the, one of the three floors, at the hospital, or if you're, we are also kind of hand in hand with our inpatient rehab staff. So whenever you're there for a bit longer stay, say after a stroke or after something happened, um, and so yes, we we do certainly see stroke patients, um, other neurologic conditions certainly as well. But I would say that stroke is is the most common certainly in our area. Sure. All right. Is there ever a case where you need a referral? I'm sorry, I missed that. Is there ever a case where a patient needs a referral? Yes. So when I'm talking about those disciplines and things, the OT, the PT, the speech, typically those always need a referral, Um, whether that's from your primary care doctor or if you've seen a specialist, like if if you've seen an orthopedic doctor or a neurologist, um, you know, if someone comes from the hospital, they almost automatically get a referral. But if you've gone to see your doctor and, you know, just at a regular visit and say, hey, you know, my neck's bugging me or or, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not able to write as well as I used to or things like that. That would come from a, you would need a referral as far as that goes. But then on the sports medicine, on that, on the performance training side, that, that does not require a referral. Okay. And that is, um, that's all cash based in terms of how that's paid. So that's paid out of pocket. Insurance won't cover that. Okay. So that's good, my next point. I hate talking insurance, but we need to bring that up. Also is a case where, I don't want people to be listening here and saying, okay, I'm going to run out there and talk to them. Do you advise people to call for an appointment? Yes. Um, excuse me. Yes. Uh, calling for an appointment is easy. It's just we're typically pretty busy. Um, and sometimes we may have some downtime. You know, typically um, it's best if you can talk with a the therapist. Our, our front office staff can, can certainly answer some of those questions, but if they have therapy specific questions, what have you. But yes. I would recommend calling. And um, best number to call us at out here is 812-885-3011. You know, it's funny because these kind of conversations are difficult because you do so much. There's so many areas to really cover. It's hard to really zero in on one because you do a lot out there. Uh, but, But the thing is, what I really like is how you guys have gone out. It's like an outreach. And, and you really just don't sit in the office and say, okay, come see us. You actually go out and see people. That's, that's been, it's been really pretty impressive. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think, um, you know, comprehensively in terms of, like you mentioned, there is a, there is a lot of bases to cover. Um, but I, I think I, we are very blessed, one, with our building, two, you know, with the support that we get from Good Samaritan, that we, we can see um, uh, just a wide array of, of clients and, and clientele and, and hope to be able to serve Knox County and the surrounding areas, you know, population to the best of our abilities. Okay. Where can we get more information? Do you have a website or is it the Good Samaritan <clears throat> Hospital website you go to? Or Yes, or? you can find more information on the Good Samaritan website. And then um, we're under the Center for Therapy and Sports Performance out here at our department. We also have um, our orthopedic department, which I have neglected to talk about, but they are. So with Dr. Weiss, Dr. Witsit, and Dr. Miller, they're in the hospital. We do have a small small clinic in there that offers physical therapy and occupational therapy as well. Um, so they are also on the Good Samaritan website. And then we have a uh, the Center for Therapy and Sports Performance out here across from Lincoln. We have a Facebook page as well, and that's just um, Good Samaritan Center for Therapy and Sports Performance. Okay. And, uh, and I do want to do one more thing before we wrap it up. We use the word sports performance, but let's say if you're a 65-year-old who enjoys going fishing and and you have a hard time casting, your shoulder bothers you. Or maybe you've bowled for all these years. And, you know, even though we use the word sports performance, it still could be leisure activities as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's returning, and that's the big thing that myself and a lot of the other therapists get, whether it's in in the training side or whether it's in the therapy side, is, is just trying to make everything one client centered, but also functions, you know, what's our goal? What are we, it's not just my shoulder hurts. I want to make it better. Like you mentioned, it's like, Hey, I can't cast as far as I can. And, and we can get creative and try to kind of simulate those types of things as well. So just trying to, to link it to the person and say, we don't want to make your shoulder better. We want to make you be able to, like you said, be able to throw the bowling ball without pain kind of thing. So absolutely. That's something we focus on. Okay. Again, if anybody has any questions, what's that number? Our number is eight one two. 885-3011. All righty. Matt, great job. Great job. You guys are doing wonderful work out there. Uh, keep it up, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you again for having me, Ed. All righty. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM and 97.3 FM, WAOV. From the Knox County Council, Harry Nolte and Richie Chatton joins us. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. All right. It's kind of a, we were talking kind of slow things down a little bit here this time of year and kind of like, wow. You know, yeah, so once we, once we get the budget approved you have to kind of sit back and take a deep breath and, and, and regroup for whatever's coming next. Yeah. I, I do want to ask you one thing about the budget. And, and this is just initial reports coming out. And I, and I honestly don't know. Talking about the lit, are those, is that money less than we expected? Or do we know yet? Or early numbers? Or, I mean, there's, I'm seeing different reports from different medias about things, and I'm, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I mean, honestly. we pretty much we pretty much knew the range it would be in. It's probably um, coming in a little better than we projected because you always project conservatively. Okay, and so uh, no shortfall for certain. Okay, no. and you know, there's obviously some more. We added a fifth truck and things like that, so there was you know a few more expenses and things than what uh, what we didn't you know they're working on a new truck now as well too to start the 
replacement process of some of the, the one of the, the used the, the used truck that they used that they bought to start with. So mm-hmm. to kind of keep those in a rotation as well too. So you know, there's pl- there's always plenty of room for uh, <laughs> plenty of room for money. So. Oh sure. And then if if you read the paper this morning, the hospital announced that uh, the eight hundred thousand isn't going to do. Um, isn't going to meet the need for operations and, and that's what point. i was kind of getting at in yes. a roundabout way so and so let's uh, let's just talk about that okay from from a council standpoint well, that's mean, a real disappointment to us because we we have a three-year agreement and and so that has to be looked at but it's coming in quite a bit maybe a quarter of a million dollars more than uh, than we'd figured on, eight hundred thousand was the projected operating cost, and if it was less than that, then they would reimburse that amount to the county. But it looks like it's going to be a million or more, and so that's something that all the taxing entities will have to adjust to, and we'll probably at some point have to. Uh, draw up a new agreement with the hospital okay that yeah that was kind of my roundabout way of yes. not not attacking it but because i don't want to make this a negative situation because really it's been a good situation uh, you know at the start we are, we are well pleased with the service that is being provided uh, it's just like most things right now it's uh, it's costing more than we counted on and they were working on projections and stuff as well too, trying to make it all work on the front ends. So when you're not, when you're bringing something completely out of the ground, it, uh, it was a little bit of a shot in the dark. But we we all, I thought we kind of felt comfortable at the time that that was a that was a very good number. But you know, again, things things are expensive and as well too. So you just gotta, well, we just have to. It's it's gonna be a it's been a learning curve on everybody's side so hopefully hopefully we can all get adjusted and, and be okay but it, like i said it has been an excellent service and there's nothing there's nothing to complain about on the service side whatsoever it, uh, it's been great and, and you hear people saying well i took an ambulance here or there and this is how much they cost they have to be making money but the fact is uh a high percentage of our people are medicare and medicaid paid and that reimbursement rate is is very low and so every time there's a Medicare or Medicaid run, uh, everybody loses money. Okay. I know when I've taken an ambulance ride, it's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. You know, I remember a few years ago, I went from, I was at St. Vincent's in the north, in Carmel, that I went downtown to uh, 86th Street. You know, that ride was about six and a half miles, and that ride was almost like $3,000. Yes. Okay, very expensive ride. Understandable why you do it. I, I have no problem with the service. Just kind of a, a sticker shock. Yes. Okay, now the reason I bring that up is when we talk about them adding a fifth ambulance, the initial plan was operating costs. Was that operating four ambulances before a fifth one was even brought into the conversation? The fifth one that we've got currently is a fifth truck to okay. work into okay, but work in for maintenance. But there is there was talk if the runs were the runs were more and the, the it was required or it was would be deemed okay. adequate and you know, and work uh, financially to add a a, a full time fifth fifth truck to the to the rotation. So I don't. I'm not exactly sure where they're at on runs or things like that to, to see if that's even viable, okay. but that would even raise the cost okay. more. That certainly that. does add to operating costs. That was mostly a capital expense, but but yes, that raises operating costs. Oh, and I'm not trying to take any sides on this. I but, mean, because like I said, I'm I'm thrilled with the service. I'm, I'm thrilled with the... Well, it's, it's not really a matter of sides. You know, we're all in this together. It's it's just, um, you know, the, the bill came in higher than we expected what do we do about it now the lead tax what percentage is that do you know what that is it's 0.5 percent 0.5 yeah go up to 0.6 uh no (laughs) i I hope that's way off in the distance yeah that's we we (coughs) actually asked for maybe a little more than the minimum so he wouldn't have to go back and ask for more again. I get you. Gotcha. And, and so we don't even want to talk about, and shouldn't have to for no. quite a while. 
no, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be any need for that. It's just going to be a matter of the entities adjusting to hey, this we thought this was what it was going to be, and now we may have to adjust that down on adjust that down a little bit. Which again is where we're at in the world seems like right now. I mean, everything's higher than you think it's going to be. Yeah, it is. And like I said, I I saw the headlines and and I didn't know about the meeting or anything. And I thought, well, kind of ironic that I'm talking with two guys from the council today. So I'll find out what's. And like I said, it's you know when you go first year of anything, any business, you can only predict yes. what you think. Yep. And then when the final numbers are in, you look and like, well, we weren't right on that. Let's we can make an adjustment. And and you mentioned Harry, there's other entities besides the council who's yes. involved with this. Yes. So it's, it's everybody's in this now. You That's know? right. Yes. Okay. All right. But you know, I, all the towns, uh, Vincent and Bicknell, the county, mm-hmm. and all fire department too. township uh, fire departments and uh, fire districts, they all receive a distribution of public safety lit tax, and so any expenses they also according to the same percentage, have to help pay for it. Okay. So anyway, the uh, council, when you meet at your next session, is this going to be discussed or is this, well, it'd be nice to know this before budget, wouldn't it? I don't know if that really made a lot of difference in what we've spent budget-wise. Okay. All right, so, all right. But, uh, but still, it's, and you know, I guess if, you're, if it's a quarter million dollars and it gets divided out over, it's not coming out of one pot, I guess, so it makes it a little easier to kind of grin and bear it if we have to. But uh, but uh, this is all things that's going to will be discussed with the hospital and negotiated negotiated out. Since like I said, we did have a three year agreement initially, but things we'll just have to see see how it all works. And and the county is basically receives half of the distribution, and so any bill that comes in, the county pays uh, half of it. Okay. And so if the, if the ambulance service raises uh, $300,000 at some point, then that makes uh, the county additional contribution 150000 And the rest is spread. Spread out from between uh, Vincennes and the district. All the other entities. So, again, to recap, when this was set, the budget was set at $800,000 to run the operation at a Good Samaritan Hospital. Yes, and that is based on the number of employees and based on projected runs. Yes. And, and I mean, just oh. smart people here yes. know what they're doing. I mean, again, I'm not questioning anybody on anything. Right. Nobody's wrong on this. You know, no. we still, we, we're still in a good situation with the service, okay? Yes, we are. It's just now getting the operating costs under control. Well, at least you know what it will cost. And it's not it's not a lack of management or anything like that or whatever. It's just things are expensive. So it's, uh, it's things, you know, that you beyond your control sometimes to, uh, to do. And it seems like every bill I get is more than I think it was going to be anyway. So I don't know why this you would too? be a difference. Yeah. So. <laughs> you, you too? I thought it was just my house. You're not the only lucky one. So. Hey, uh, you know, my heating bill is like, really? Are they picking on me? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at this heating bill with a parka on and a hoodie and everything else. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Again, I'm sure this will be discussed, and the others will discuss it as well. Now, when we put this plan together, and I can't remember, would you guys have joint meetings? Is that what it was? Yes. My memory does not serve me well. Yes. So. Oh, several several meetings jointly with the city and then other other entities as well. Mostly well Vincent, mostly the city, uh, Knox County, and Bicknell, because you know, percentage wise, we're the drivers of this, and so. Um, we definitely needed to be together, so so we handled most of that organization. Okay, so anyway, this is just something that needs to be ironed out. We'll figure it out. Yep. Yes. We have smart people, don't we? <laughs> I, and I'm gonna include you too, also. Okay. Well, right? thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. I'm casting a wide net today on smart people. Oh so my goodness, a... <laughs> it, it is so wide. You wouldn't believe it. No. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll have more after this on WAOV. 
Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger. Glad to be with us this morning. Our guests from the Knox County Council, Harry Nolting and Rich Chatton. And uh, you know what? Uh, we should be having a jail complete here in a few months, right? Yes, it's coming up, but uh, the things are fairly on fairly on schedule for especially for construction construction season. They've had a really good summer. It's been dry, not rained much, so it, uh, they've got a lot of <laughs> a lot of work done. And I think they're saying the jail. Still December, I think, aren't they? Yes. Uh, so we're probably talking to move in right after the first of the year. But I talked with Doug uh, day before yesterday, and he said they're still saying end of December. That's great. And community corrections will be sometime in January. January. Really? Oh. I, I yes. thought it was in the spring. Really? Oh, Spring comes early, so it's, uh, it's yeah, going to be wow. January-ish, yeah. So, wow, that's so great. So very, very close to on schedule, and Garmong has done a good job with keeping those guys on task and uh, watching the bottom line with it, too. So I think dollar-wise, I, I think, last I heard it's anyway, we were, well. we're, we're very well within budget and stuff, too. So We spent very little of the contingency fund. Yeah. I had a listener ask me once, how can you get so excited about a jail? That's, that's not good, Ed. You're talking about a jail. I, go, I know. But I do get excited because there's good people who work in that jail. Yes. Who deserve, you know, and that's the thing. So. And there's bad people in there that don't need to be out here with you and me. So, that's, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that, uh, that works too. So. I guess currently they are working on the kitchen now. And so we have a portable kitchen uh, operating uh, until that transition is made. So there are a lot of different phases of this, but it, it seems to be going well. Okay, so that will be completed and I want to say open for business, but that's just not that doesn't make sense, does it? But, there, but no, it's gonna it's like I say, you're you're right. It's not exciting to have to build and add on and, and do those kind of things, but at least it's a big piece of it that's going to be done and hopefully last us for quite some time and not have to revisit revisit this anytime real soon and the, the and other thing i'm sorry Carrie, the thing that really still impresses me was the thought the forethought that when you built the jail initially to give yourself room to build on yes i mean that was smart yes very smart stuff so and community corrections is that when they hope to have everybody in or the the building will be completed by I'm not sure on exactly what they're projecting move-in date, but they're, I think they're talking basically completed in the January-ish time, time frame. And then however, of course, they're easier to move because they're, they're mobile anyway. So it, uh, that's a lot easier to move than would be, you know, moving the whole jail initially. Right. And that's going to be such a benefit to the county because um, people in work release pay their own way. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's self-supporting. It's keeping... A lot of people out of jail and and on the job, uh, which is very positive, uh, both financially for the county and and also um, not only the county budget, but they're pumping income tax uh, into the county because of their employment. Uh, so it's it's a win-win, and this will give us uh, more capacity. And it'll also be a much easier uh, facility to to supervise. The where they're at currently was never built initially, you know, for that. So there was a lot of gaps and things, and so it. This is one of those things that uh, really needed doing, and and it's been a been a good deal just to do it, be able to do it financially, be able to do it all at the same time. You know, and I really do want to thank you, Harry, for mentioning the fact that they do pay their own way. I don't think some yes. people understand yes. that. This is not on the county's dime. This is, That's this right. is theirs. Okay, okay. Unlike you, Center. I mean, yep. that's, that's something a little different. So. Yes, it is. Okay. Lots right. different. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I'm sorry, didn't mean to bring that up either. I'm, I'm that's, just, that's still looming. We're yeah. not sure where we are. Okay, okay, I'm just the man with the magic touch today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring out all the fun stuff. Nah, well, when you, you know, that's what I get for having this respiratory stuff. It just kind of lingers in you and you just get whatever. Okay, well, anyway, good news there about the jail. Great news as far as work release. I had no yes. idea. Now, that, that brings us to the next question is, what to do with work release, the, the facility. And I know there's gonna be a study and there's going to be, there's no hurry. I think more than anything, is there to move anybody in there? There's no, no. there's no hurry. Uh, we, have, we have two departments right now that do not have a home. Uh, and so they will obviously be part of our focus. That's the coroner and EMA. Uh, they have storage spaces here or there, but no real place to work out of. Now, and EMA, so, are they still at the jail right now, or were they at the jail, or? Yes. And so that, that will change. And, and so in our plans, that's obviously a big piece of it, uh, to find a, a permanent place for both those departments. Uh, there's a lot of usable space. We have pretty much decided, I, I guess nothing has been decided because the board hasn't taken action on anything, but consensus seems to be that uh, that's a sound building at community correction and and we um most likely are gonna gonna renovate that for some additional office space for uh, for county departments um we will be meeting later this week to uh we've had a study committee for that rich and i have both helped on that along with trent hinkle and some others and, and we'll be making recommendations to the uh uh, full bodies of the commission and the council later this week uh, and and we'll go from there all right it's uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about the, the possibilities of what could go in there because I, I, you know you mentioned these two areas that I didn't realize corner didn't have an office I mean yep. I, right. I had no idea I thought there was an office somewhere no nope. Maybe and in the EMA's not, they've got a closet, and so, I mean, they, they're really not uh, in much better shape than the coroner is, truthfully. So, the, those things, you know, it's just, it's things that, if you've got a little space, you would need to kind of re-envision things a little bit and hopefully be able to, um, hopefully be able to, again, solve long-term, long-term problems. And, um, and like I said, there's no rush. That, uh, we can work on a piece of it here, and then, you know, over, over the next few years or shorter time maybe we'll uh, get things worked around a, a lot longer term space good and, and one of the other ideas the um, annex building the courthouse annex is a, a very difficult place to um, provide security for um, there's this long open hall that's visible from both ends and uh, that's that's a concern uh, one of the VU departments did a uh, a safety study on that building and made some recommendations and so that will be part of um, part of our plan going forward do we have the wrong for example we have a court in the annex is that a good place for a court that doubles our security needs where we have courts in two uh, different buildings and so those are those are some of the things that will be involved in our decision making okay it's uh again it's there's a lot of ways you could go yes a lot of different options and i think uh again uh this provides opportunity for other areas which is great getting the uh community corrections out to the campus and now also you're able to to move a couple places that don't have anywhere to go i thought the corner had an office i don't know why no nope. gosh i I'm, i must live under a rock you know, I, I see the, the beautiful automobile, but, oh, by the way, we do have a new corner. Yes. And we do have a new corner. Do, Things are going corner. well there, and we finally got some closure on that. Yes. And we're moving forward. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Joe, Joe's done a really good job to get us to this point, and then he's, and we'll do a great job continuing on from here. Yeah, so. and of course, got a new Knox County Park superintendent. I mean. Yes. I mean, we're, we're moving. Yes. And he, we've met with him, and he has a lot of ideas you want to tell uh, who he is? Yeah, Tim Goodwin. Okay. Tim Goodwin, yes. So local, very local, and you I know, know, business, obviously business oriented. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And he has a lot, a lot of passion for the job, and and has already uh, 
brought some ideas uh, forth, and the uh, he certainly has the support of the of the council as well as his own board. Good. So it's we're in a good place there. So things are really shaping up then. They really are. I mean, some of those we've tied up some of the loose ends. Thank we you. Have. Thank you, Harry. That's <laughs> a good way. We got about a minute left. What else? What else have I not stumbled on? <laughs> Harvest season is almost, it's uh, coming to coming to wind down. It's, Listen to uh, me. Yeah. Listen to me breathe. Yes. That's why. I, I'm in the same boat. So you're, it, you're, uh, it's your we were cutting beans yesterday. So, oh, it, uh, so yeah. So thanks. Harvest season's winding down. It's been a great crop, but uh, for really no more rain than we had this summer. So it, uh, but continue to watch for a little bit of equipment that's still out there running around and be safe around it. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for the farmers. Don't get me wrong. My, I just, this time of year, just, it's tough. Yep you know absolutely so. and my my uh, sister connie harrington is uh, 47 years old today so it uh, she got the brains and the looks and uh, and all i got was a face that radio could love so it uh, so yes i want to wish my, my great sister okay. happy birthday connie so. i did not say that 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 came from your brother that is mean that is mean no i got the she got all the brains and the looks i didn't get anything no i'm not about so. mentioning her age <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely that's good for her okay all right uh anything else to add I don't believe so. Okay. I appreciate you guys uh, coming in today. Thank you for the clarification on a few areas that I had no clue on. And I uh, look forward to talking to you next month. Thank you. Great. Thanks. All right. Stay tuned. Midday Edition is next on WAOV.